is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have you with us on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Series 6, Ep 27. Craig Hutchison, Damien Barrett with you. And Hutchie, I'm finding myself getting still, even though we're more than a week into these Olympic Games, emotional every time an Australian oh, goes near the, uh, near the finishing post, Hutchie. Are you getting emotional? Regular Hello. listeners of the sounding board would be sickened by the sound of that off the top of the show. And as I even teared up. Sickened, Damo, because for months and months and months, you belted the desk, your cynic meter as I called it last week, or even better name, by the way, someone sent me on Twitter, the Pezometer. <laughs> so the Damo. Actually, that's better. Yeah. The Pezometer. Yeah. Thank you to I'll acknowledge the source of that when I can Pezzometer. find them. The pez, your pesimeter was up for months and months. You were in this argument. We're in a pandemic. We can't be having Olympics in the pandemic. Actually, there, there were ten thousand COVID cases in the country where the games are being held. Have you caught up with that? And they've handled it magnificently. Oh, if we just turned a blind eye to it. it the, let's just pretend it's not happening. The positive stories out of the Olympics have been a beacon of hope to the world. You look at the joint gold Hachi, medal last night. There are 15 to 25 million people in Australia right now in, in a form of lockdown. Yeah, it's been an amazing content spectacle for eight days. It's been one of the great Olympics, and you could not see it happening. You didn't think it would be any good. You thought it would be soulless. No, I, I did say once it started, I was going to get embraced. I always do, and, yeah, and I have, and I've got emotional. I, I'm emotional. surprised That's... that I've even – I actually had a little welling last week when, oh. that, when that first gold medal was scored, Hutchie. That's embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't – I'm actually proud I can still have that reaction, an unbridled reaction to something I can see. It, it's actually good. It's actually refreshing to know I can still have it out. You're such a look, touch, feel, see, smell guy. And you can't... I'm sitting by myself, by the way, most of these moments that I'm happening. So I'm not as if I'm sharing with them anyone. My wife doesn't care about it. My boys don't care either. So... What do they say in the, the old, happy are those who don't see and yet still believe? You're, you're so, it's, unless it's right in front of you and it's happening and it's great. And then, oh, yeah, this was all, this is so good. I'm emotional now. Whereas if you actually have to vision it, how to do it, what role it plays in the world, you're like, oh, no, it's never going to work. Anyway, Unbelievable! Are, are, you, are you getting – I don't know how you had to bring that into it. I, I said, Hutchie, we are in a world pandemic. We, I can we, sense the eyes rolling among the, the listeners right now. How's the country going to go, We're the Japan country, when everyone buggers off after the Games? What, what happens then? Just well, mop a, up, up the damage. It and, hasn't made the country any – And everyone will come back and they're 14 days quarantine and go to home and yeah. – but The Royal Melbourne show was cancelled last week They've for the second left, year in a row. We but, can't even have the show in Melbourne, Hutchie. I don't think it's done – it hasn't actually created any illnesses, though, has it? Oh, there, there, there has been some, but well, it doesn't, it doesn't I've got no re- doubt. I've got no doubt they're covering up numbers on that, Hutchie. They've, well, of course you last are. The time I <laughs> well, well, you reckon they haven't been? Well, of course you're a cynic on that. You're a cynic on everything. <laughs> this, this, it's been a wonderful Olympic It has games. been. Absolutely. And I feel that the pandemic has given some athletes, many athletes, a little bit of perspective, which they're letting us in yeah, and sharing their, I'd agree with that. their lives with and their journey. And it's not all about winning. And there's been some great humanitarian moments and... I think it's been fantastic for the, the yep. world's psyche. Yep. And we've seen some, and obviously Australia's had a great run. The swimming, amazing. We've mm. had stories like Jessica and, uh, you know, they've got the Matildas alive tonight. Hopefully they'll go well. There's been so many great stories among the Australians. The BMX was fantastic yesterday. Wasn't it? Yeah. So I think it's been great. And the coverage, given that it's, given that it's coming from Coventry Street, South Melbourne, I know there's lots of cynics on Twitter, and that's I don't, I don't um, want to, I don't like giving Channel Seven great. any credit. I think it's they been have great. been outstanding. I think it's been great. <laughs> yeah, I think the um, the the Abs and Hamish combination's been good. I think Bruce has been superb as mm. always. David Colbert, my man. Colbert's incredible. He's he should be doing something weekly on media in in that in that. Uh, 
of that nature, of a major nature. Yeah, gee, he'd be, he'd be powerful on a, a conservative radio network, wouldn't he? He's, when he's not calling, he's got some got some opinions on. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the moment, we're getting the the brilliantly talented caller, David. Yes. <laughs> as opposed to like the storm the building, David, which you can get on uh, Twitter from time to time. You recall him? It would have been the um, by the way. It would have been the Auckland Games, so 19, 1990, I reckon, the yep. Auckland Games. Remember his carry-on when he his first jump it was like the first jump in the long jump in the in the qualifying. He he, from memory, he got something quite huge, and he was straight into the final. And the carry-on that he did back then, as a, as probably a 20, 20 year old or thereabouts, or not much more than twenty. Um, I, don't, I don't recall. It, but oh no, he's always been a showman. Always been a showman. He's a, he's a yeah. tremendous caller, yeah. and their their depth in commentary terms has been great. We've been carrying those. Calls on our network as yep. well, and putting our own shows around. And that's you, I must say, I've I've listened to a lot of SEN coverage because I've been in the car a fair bit in the last couple last week or so. And yes, SEN doing a magnificent job. Too. I don't like saying that either, Hutchie. So you well done to you it too. Was hard for you I'm to getting say emotional that. saying that. It was hard for you to say, but well done. Hey, speaking of media performance, oh, actually, way. just on that before we go to the next topic, um, just with that, I, you taking the TV feed, it's become it's a better radio product. I say that because you are actually to the minute, you're not requiring your own commentators to be on site and you slow it down and they've got to build it up. You just, whatever's on, you just take the feed and away you go. We're, we're providing five different experiences during the day. Uh, so we've got a, a Victorian show, South Australian show, West Australian. New South I Los didn't Quisar. want to invite you to give an ad for the, I, I said you've done a good coverage of the Olympics, Hutchie. I don't care so about the other stuff. In Sydney, it's been Matt White and James Magnuson oh, by no, day. No, no, no. Now you're going too far. I, I've opened the door too widely. And then the seven challenges. Just take the consume. compliment I gave you so as a station. And then we had a flip channel going at the same time, oh, which was handy when Alistair Clarkson came on stuck. We'll get to that in a moment. Hey, before we move off from the media of the week, yep. <laughs> what about your acting in the Sunday footy show sketch on Sunday? Can we just talk about that for a second? I was hoping you hadn't seen that. Hadn't seen it. I had the, I had the VHS recorder set and ready. <laughs> the VHS. I had the, I had the little tape piece over the sticky bit so I couldn't know I could record over <laughs> it by the, by the time I got to it. That's how excited I was to see it. And, uh, and Nathan Brown has done a nice job on these fake investigative pieces. It's a story about the fights you've had with AFL coaches. They seem well briefed on some of them, Hutchie. I, I'm, I'm not even suspecting. I'm knowing that you would have briefed them, there was, an act, there was an actor playing you. There was a poor piece of acting. We'll retweet this, by the way. The Sunday footy show won't mind us retweeting that. There's an actor playing you. There was Dan Smith. There was a really poor acting piece from you walking to your muscle car with Nathan Brown. The the highlight for me was the Scott twins as bananas and pajamas <laughs> yeah. in the Halloween party, which we talked about on the sounding board previously. I was a little careful what I said at the time because I was I wasn't sure how much it was in the public interest. Albeit did get followed up on at the time. But obviously the Scots are more comfortable with what happened now because you would have not done this without telling them, surely. Well, I had nothing. I didn't see what went to air until it went to air, Hutchie. I had no, apart from the the doorstop element yep. to, to that presentation, I had no How did you, what knowledge. Did you, what of, did you think of the job they did? <laughs> it's always hard when you're the focus of whatever rubbish they carry on with. It was pretty well done, I thought. Nathan Brown and uh, Matt Conway putting it together. Yeah, it was missing the, it was missing the cobwebs in New York. <laughs> what I'd ask for is because it was Halloween when you and uh, Brad got into a dispute in, in uh, New Have York. Have you spoken to Brad about this uh, since that night? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, why? Just, just wondering. But the cobwebs were the thing. Because my favourite memory was you're you, telling the story. Yeah. I won't be confirming nor denying whatever you're about to say, Hutchie. Because you started it, obviously, and and then you were you were given a slight attitude adjustment at the time. But 
the cobwebs that were hanging from the roof for Halloween, you got tangled up in the cobwebs. This is your sportsman's <laughs> night version. No, that is true. There of, was of whatever these, it is you think you saw. New York bar, all these hanging cobwebs from the roof. You know, these oversized kind I of... I can control. confirm it was the Halloween period of of the states <laughs> in question. Yeah. I can confirm it was a Halloween, Halloween, I remember, Halloween I remember period. I remember and I having to untangle you from the said oh, cobwebs. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. After you came unstuck. <laughs> so the question still remains. Are you at the point now where you think you can have a laugh about your disputes with coaches? Because they have been... I had no been choice a, to on that occasion. There's been a lot I? of them, isn't there? It's been a few. Yeah. Beveridge, B. Scott, Lepich, and maybe one other I'm missing. They've been the big three, haven't they? Well, you're telling the story. Well, all, I, I, all three of those were slightly more than verbal at some stage. Oh, <laughs> gee, don't be silly. No, a, a degree, like, yeah. So, I mean, the beverage is well told. In the in the corridor at the Brownlow. Hmm. Well, you, Brad, Brad Scott was an you, argument. You, your sources you were that good at the time, and and still would be that you you rang me three minutes after that altercation, whatever that happened. Which that one night. with the yeah beverage? Yeah, it was the talk of the Brownlow. No, but you weren't even you and I hadn't seen each other all night, and then you rang me. They weren't minutes after whatever happened happened, and it wasn't much. No, they weren't they weren't uh, fights or anything like that, but they were they were genuine exchanges of uh, how would you put it. <laughs> you, you, you have had the ability to put coaches offside along the journey. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I don't, what I don't understand is how come I've some patched co- up. I've patched, been able to patch up ninety-eight out of a hundred yeah, bust-ups yeah. I've had over the journey. There's a couple that are residual. Why? Do, why is um? Why do some coaches like Mick Molnar always loved you, and then others you're not their cup of tea? Like why is? Why do you think you're polarising the coaches? Actually, why their world wars? I mean, people are people, aren't they? People don't know. People would find it. People who listen to you and like you would find it hard to think that you could be that argumentative and you could put someone really offside. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Because I'm not going <laughs> to. The other thing I was missing in the clip was how you blame me. I thought. Because you blamed me for about five years, three years afterwards. I didn't talk to you for two days on that no, trip. I, I, I gave you a full 24 hour ban and then. You didn't talk to me for. Six months. Well, only because I told you, do not have this occasion while I was away on that trip. Yeah. 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 I misread the tea leaves a bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I don't take things too seriously, but I forgot you do take them very, very seriously. Anyway, Brad and I, I think it's fair to say, Hutchie, he's, and he's, I think he, he wouldn't mind if I said this, we, we, are, we are back to what we once breaking were. Breaking bread. No, he's we're he's taking the greater good. Always very tight and very close. It was just a little period there when um, when, when things happened, when he was coaching and, and whatnot. But he's forgiven you for your behaviour. Do you reckon he's going to be the coach of another club next year? I think he'd be great if he I was. Think he's in the, I think he's on a short list of uh, the club at which he was once an assistant coach. Do you think he's? A, do you think he would prefer to do that? You work with him. Do you mm. think he would prefer to do that than be the AFL head of footy? I have a view that once you've got that bug and once you've been able to have – time allow you to recover or whatever it is you, you, you may need to do after your first thing that it, it never goes away. So yes, I, I would, I don't know this, but this is what I am thinking. That's why I think Alistair Clarkson will coach next year too. He's, yep. he's wired so competitively that I can't imagine him doing anything other than wanting to, to be the best at what he can be. And that being a, a competitive coach. Now it's all said and done. Who won the media battle? And how do you think? How would you score the performance of everyone involved? Caroline Wilson won the media battle, didn't she? And and Sam McClure won the media battle. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, the, well, the, the media the, on the journalistic side. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely, clear. absolutely. What about on the on the club point of view? How would you assess the 
legacy effect on Kennant, yeah. Reeves, there's uh, no winner. Clarkson. There's no winner on that side of it. Um, if, if you want to analyse what they stand for, um, if you want to analyse it on the, the, the lies that they told behind closed doors, the lies they told when the microphones were on, I don't think anyone has come out of it um, clearly telling the truth at, any, at, at every single point of this. I've never seen anything like it, Hutchie. I've never seen anything like it. And, and I'm still, even today, we're, this is the Monday of this particular week, um, hearing things today that I don't know how he's still coaching. I don't know how he's been allowed to walk back into that building. What do you, um, what do you mean he's still hearing things today? Uh, just hearing how it all went down last week. Well, give, take us inside it. What do you think happened? Well, we know what happened. He, he made a statement two Fridays ago, Alistair Clarkson, where yep. he spoke for 14 minutes before he got to, as, as he got to his point, um, volunteered, now let, let's be really clear on this, volunteered personal tragedy in his life um, to, to highlight his then stated public desire to honour the contract, you know, the through thick and thin, good and bad. He even used that, that effective phrase, the, the marriage phrase, good and bad. All the while, even as he's talking, Hutchie, both before and certainly after it, trying to get away out of the club. It's again, that's all well and good, but so you're critical of both Clarkson and Kennan, equally. yeah, yeah, equally, equally, yep, yep. So, you, you think you think Jeff has to go? I heard you say it on the Sunday footy show yesterday. Well, can we look at that aspect of it? I'll do this quickly. And you think you... Alistair played them? Is that what you're saying? Alistair's Alistair out politicked Jeff, yes. And let me just do this really quickly. 2006 to 2011, Jeff Kennett's first stint as chairman took in the eight, 2008 premiership. Had to go under the club's constitution, said he'd go. Um, two years after that, tried to become chairman slash president of the Melbourne Footy Club, actively involved in wanting to become the main person there. Didn't work out, just too hard to, to uh, wade through. Uh, end of 2017, overthrew Richard Garvey over over that. He, he was then the president of Hawthorne and some appointments and decisions that they'd made. Came back, and that's all well and good. Changed the constitution to come back for a, a second time. Uh, said he'd only be there for three years because the club was in such a mess. I just need to come back for three years to fix it up. Start of uh, last year, which was the third year, the last year of that term, said he'd definitely leave. End of last year, uh, I'm hanging around again. And hanging around again, had to require another constitutional effectively change, Hutchie. And then then halfway through that next year, this year, he's uh, then basically responsible for the – it was not the greatest coaching succession botch-up plan we've ever seen. It's uh, it's right up there in the grand final. And do you blame – if the sum of the blame is 100%, yep. do you blame – what percentage do you blame Jeff? What percentage do you blame Alistair? What percentage do you blame Sam? <laughs> I think Sam's a, just a, a relatively minor player in it. Um, when, when you're talking about the blame game. And and I, I feel that Sam and Alistair, I think Sam's been let down by Alistair um, over the conversations that he felt he was having. Uh, ultimately, it's I'm going to give a, a 51% blame to Jeff and 49 for Clark, how Clarko handled the, the news that he wasn't wanted, which is a new, natural and human reaction. Yep. If, once you're not wanted, I you know. He was always going to be dangerous corner. Dangerous, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he wanted to be sacked, didn't he? He, he wanted to be sacked. Can, can you can you reconcile though with the introduction and the volunteering of the personal tragedy to I I think, to, to suit the narrative that suited him at the time? I, I think that's unfair. I do. Why? It's it was done very pointedly, very very particularly. Yeah, my, my impression of what happened was he was clearly hurt. So for all of the bravery and public face. He's been enormously wounded by it. 
6.1. I think their fallout began a year earlier, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, when COVID happened and pay cuts and there was an era there where how that was handled and Alistair in the club. And, yep. and I think they're exhausted of him. So he's been wounded by... So, so the relationship's changed over time. He's been wounded. He clearly thought... I, I think he thought that the check was the right way out. Jeff, being stubborn, wasn't going to give him the check in traditional means, so he had to take a non-traditional path to it. I, I have some empathy for that. I think he outplayed him publicly badly. Yeah. The Friday was designed to make them dig in and blink a bit harder. I know as Jeff Kennett said in the Sunday Herald Sun that he came to them. Alistair was trying to say that uh, it was collaborative. And Do we like, believe anything they say, Hutchie? I don't, um, I don't believe one word they say. The story, I'm not saying that they're always lying, but I just now do not believe yeah. any word that either man utters. Do you? The story that was leaked said it was the players that came forward, which served the served the purpose of one party. So either way... Which party was it, that? It was Alistair's. Yes. Either way, it was broken. And and I think the media played a role in it. So like the mm. Caro story, yep. in hindsight, will will be well acclaimed and win awards, and so it should. Yep. But it did actually make things worse, didn't it? It did actually put 20% um, extra pressure on it. Yeah. But the pressure kept building because of the external yep. debate around it. Yep. And in the end, they, you know, Jeff probably came out of it looking worse, I think, mm. much worse. People are now starting to question Alistair and his Marty's along the way. But well, they should. They, they, they deserve to. I think his Marty's were pretty clear, right? You don't want me. Yep. Write me a check and let me get on with my life. And I don't want to have to say that out loud. So mm. I'm going to dig in until you do. And if you don't, we, we might have to, you know. I don't. I don't hold that enormously against him. He was the one that was sacked at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that part of it. Yeah, and then the CEO Justin Reeves, obviously. Well, he and Clarko don't talk either. Yeah. Like like Jeff and Clarko don't talk. Yeah. So, so it's, how are we going? There's some broken. It's hardly a family club, is it? But it's been. Yeah. I think what happened. I think the first mistake was Sam Mitchell's. By the way, I'm going to talk about this a little bit on the Footy Classified tonight. Yeah. So let's get this out before Footy Classified, Joe. Well, no, he. I think he should have gone for the Collingwood job, and if yeah. he won it, taken it. If he if he won it, take it. And if he didn't win it, well, okay, go back to Hawthorne and see what happens next year. Yeah, he, he could have said to them, look, thanks for letting me know you're not going to renew Alistair. This is not going to go well if you announce that publicly and put me in an 18-month succession plan. History says it doesn't work. Let me go for Collingwood, and I win it. Fantastic. Uh, and if I don't, I'll be a contender for your job at the end of next year, and I'll back myself in to win it. Yeah. Now, I... Putting yourself in Sam's shoes, he's looking, he's thinking, hard to get a job. You know, you've got to take an opportunity when it comes. But it was it was an ill-founded plan in the first place, mm. which he signed off on. He agreed to it. Yeah. Now, mate, you might argue he hadn't he didn't think he had any other choice or he wasn't confident at getting Collingwood. Would you say Collingwood's got a leaving aside the the board problems, would you say Collingwood's got a more progressed young list than Hawthorne? You'd have to say yes. They're really, they're, they're, arguably, they're, they're they're ahead of them in the rebuild cycle. Well, they're ahead of them in playing kids. Doesn't mean the yep. kids are any good, but yep. Is the board any more or less dysfunctional? I'd say no. Uh, they're like for like. It's pretty dysfunctional. Hawthorne's board's dysfunctional. Well, Hawthorne's just Jeff, isn't it? And is he? I don't re- think Richie Vanderberg's come out of this too well either. And is he ready to coach now? I'd say probably. You know, probably not. You know, he's probably another mm. year or two away from yeah. being ready. Yep. Tell me, and again, Hutchie, as 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 you you glean further bits of information, and, and, and then Friday was Friday was a PR mess, right? Like for that to get out in the morning, yep. For them to not respond for six hours, and then hmm. in the end, Alistair really kind of helped save it with the the way he and Sam kind of did the whole 
we've always been best mates through a team, but yeah. for six hours, it was yeah. an inferno in yeah, Melbourne, it was, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Because they hadn't signed the check then yeah. at that stage, and they knew they needed to. Do you uh, think Justin Reeves is generally in charge of Hawthorne? No. Or do you think he's actually – do you think Jeff's sort of CEO – is he chairman in chief, do you think? And Well, let me put this to you. On the, the day, or if it wasn't the day, it was the period of time in which the succession plan was released publicly – Sam Mitchell to take over from Alistair Clarkson at that stage at the end of 2022. It was also announced that Justin Reeves had been extended until the end of 2026. Yeah. If you're Alistair Clarkson, if you weren't aware of that, and and even if you had not had that confirmed, if that was then right in front of you at that very point in time, you know what's happening. Yeah. You know that Jeff's back the CEO, who he doesn't talk to, over him. No doubt no, about that. I mean, that was the, yep. that was the beginning of the end. Tell me again, Hutchie, things change, and, and look, we analyse things differently as as people, um, as we get more information, as time evolves. I've, I, I have no idea, and I, have, I cannot get my head around why Alistair Clarkson coached on the weekend and is yep. coaching for the next three weeks. I just don't get it. Yeah. Footy clubs aren't places where, hey, come back in, but let's celebrate your uh, seventeen years. Yep. Just, they've just sacked him. They've just signed a check to say go away, but he's going to coach three more weeks. It, surely the future starts. As of Friday, didn't it? And I'm not saying this happened in this instance. In fact, I'm saying it didn't happen in this instance. But just humour me for a moment. The media speculation or stories that are almost right or nearly right or virtually right add massive pressure to the outcome of what happens eventually, right? You know, you heard Jeff say, oh, it wasn't right at the time, Caro said it, but then it became right. Yeah. And oh, Depends who says it. Depends who says it. So I'm not saying it happened in this instance. But in my time in journalism, it happened to me a lot. I reckon I did things too early often, yeah. that created knock-on consequences that made them eventually true. I remember times I've, I went early on a coach just facing the sack and it didn't happen the next day or the day after. But yeah. I reckon what happens is everyone sees the news and they ring each other, what do you mean? And should we, were you thinking about this if we're not? And yeah. It just, it does. And it suits someone's agenda. It flushes somebody out, yeah. you know. All of a sudden there's an ex-person that's got something to say in the paper. Alternatively, and, and we, we've discussed this aspect of this conversation probably more, sometimes you go with something that, that is right, but by going with it, it changes, it the, changes the, yeah. the narrative. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think that happens more. A story. Do you agree with that? I yeah. think that happens more. Oh, no, I agree with that. I think a story generally, people will say journalists give themselves too much credit on this, but a lot of times a, a, a story reported can make a situation worse or better mm. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's interesting too, isn't it, Hutchie? Everyone out in the world now thinks they're a, a journalist, and I know that's a sweeping statement, but everyone thinks they know someone because they've all got access to this stuff now, and they, they, they're active. They're actively out there on, yep. on media. It's social media, but it's media. And, and they, that was a good week for media on the back of what happened last week, certainly on the back of what Caroline Wilson did. There weren't a lot of Twitter apologies, were there? There wasn't a lot of... Yeah, I, I don't know, but do, do you need apologies? I mean... There's, there's been acknowledgement. No, I'm talking from the public. Off oh, the public? Yeah. No, yeah. 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 There's a lot of people in the public who were vitriolic on their yeah. response who are like now just sort of sitting back a bit quietly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes from here. I, I think they can co- they can figure it out for four weeks, but yeah, it is amazing. But why? Why, why, why though? Why? Yeah. I mean, three weeks is a reasonably long time in, in the context of a season of footy. Well, I think the problem was that they weren't going to make Sam Mitch a caretaker coach, right? He needs a clean running in the off-season and should finish the year with Box Hill. That would have put Brendan Bolton in the chair. That just creates more brand damage and more obstacles. And in the end, they probably thought the lesser of the two evils is to kind of serve it out. 
But yeah, I'm with you. He's checked out. Anyone in life, Hutchie, no matter what it is, yeah. no matter what you it is you do. You think checked out? You check out of a, of a relationship, which is the most important thing we do as people. Hang on, you think he's checked out? They won yesterday by... Absolutely he's checked out. Well, how did they he, win yesterday? He's, he's doing it for himself. He's not doing this for Hawthorne or Sam Mitchell. When he say he'll tell out. us he's doing it for when himself. When he say checked out, though, what do you mean? We signed a check last week to say he's out. Yeah. He's out. Yeah, but and he spent the previous four weeks getting to that point. But he's professional enough to finish the job. Oh, of course he is. He's the yeah. best coach we've seen. Yeah. He, he, may, he may be the best coach ever, Hachi, no matter what happens rest rest of his life. I mean, when he won the third of those um, three in a row and the fourth in his life at the end of 2015, his record at that point was better than anyone's I, in the history of the game. They, they definitely formed a view late that he had been destructive on recruiting Yep, and that his coaching – methods were no longer as cutting edge as they once were. I would agree with that. They, they, but how, how did they discover that late, given it's been in front well, of them, what he's been doing with yeah, recruiting? I, I think I mean, they, he gave up the one number two or three draft pick they had in Ryan Burton yeah. to bring in a were, and then, Chad Wingard, and who I, I love Chad Wingard, as you know, but I wouldn't have done that transaction. Yeah. And so anyway, you know, get, any, get any feedback from, because we got Jeff wrote to us the other day, un, unhappy with something we said on the sounding board, so... You haven't heard from him since about your about Jeff. Yeah, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, no, we haven't. We haven't really been speaking that much because he's got he's got no. contracts, Hutchie, that, that are media contracts, and he doesn't like you know he everything's on Jeff's terms. He, he writes his own letters to his members. He he gets paid to do certain media. Is he still on the seven board? I don't know. I think he was. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think that affects him. He's his own man. Oh, I think it does, Hutchie. Well, he's he, on the board of. A... He's his own man. Anyway, let's. <laughs> Let's move. Let's on. move on. Yeah, we probably yeah. labour that a bit, uh, a bit too. What did you think of? Much? What do you think of Sky News banning? What do you think of Sky News being banned from YouTube for a week? Yeah, for those who haven't caught up with this, I will just uh, quickly relay this. YouTube has suspended Sky News Australia from its platform for a week, claiming the network had spread COVID nineteen misinformation and violated its community policies. It takes some doing, doesn't it, for an official and supposedly respected media organisation to get a ban anywhere, doesn't it? So if you, if you run this, if you actually change the names in this, the world's biggest and most traditional media company and media baron yeah. got suspended from a new age media business's platforms. Yeah. So like, <laughs> okay, yeah. when you think about it... yeah. It's just too big. They haven't, it hasn't been shut down Sky News. They've shut down Sky News on YouTube. So what? it's almost like a... Well, in case you didn't know, Sky News uses YouTube for its distribution reach. and reach. You're right. Let's give you a seven-day holiday and remind everyone you do. <laughs> now, once upon a time... And in fact, still, it's why right, well I like having those conversations with you, actually, because you take it to a zone I wouldn't have thought of. Well, how many things have gone up on YouTube over the years where everyone's gone, that's outrageous, that can't be, and they've gone, hey, we're just a place people share content, we don't sit in judgment, we're not editorial people. <laughs> Freedom now, of speech. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, oh, no, we are editorial people. We've got a, we've got a, a, a community platform, which yeah. if you breach it, you're off the platform. <laughs> so if that's the case with, and we all knew that was the case, but YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, they're publishers now, so they've got to be treated as publishers. Yep. If you're going to make editorial decisions, you can't pretend you're not a publisher. And make, you know, they're editorial content businesses, like everybody else. So, so the the on one hand they say they're not. This to is avoid not all that the... big. This is, this is what you're saying. This is not that big. Well, I think you know, it, probably fair enough, right? Sky News content, not 
you know, not acceptable, their right to shut it down. But then they can't sit in front of governments and say, oh, no, we're, you know, we don't have to pay the same taxes and do the same things because we're just a, an enabler. We're not a we're not a uh, publishing outlet. Well, you are. You're making editorial yeah. decisions. This is an editorial decision. Does Sky News rate well? On television, it rates poorly. Yes. Socially, it, it goes strongly. Okay. And I think the way they distribute their content through means like YouTube and Twitter and others. I, I asked that is, is really good, and it's well. I think it's well read. I, I ask that, Hutchie, because ultimately you need to pay and subscribe to yep. the product to to see it. So why then do they distribute so widely on social media? Given it is meant to be an exclusive access well, via the payment, it drives the brand for one, and two. I think the snackable way they they. I mean, I don't know. Do you watch their snackable content? I reckon they do a good job of. I don't. Uh, I've got no interest in what they say because of the agendas they run. And that, that, that's not even a if I, political statement. Of the last you? 10 experiences I've had with the brand, I'd say all of them were on Twitter or something near to. You know, with like Sky News. Yeah, they yeah. do it. I think they do a really good job of um, curating opinion into easy to consume, snackable. Co- so, like, the long form really is the enabler of the digital strategy. Right. And I think that would be right. I don't think their TV ratings are good at all, but I, I think. Their social presence is really strong, and I think they monetize that pretty well. I think that's the better of the monetization strategy. Is it? Yeah, the social media side. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I would say it. What I do know is it. I would say up. it's. I would say it's a digital brand that happens to be on television, as opposed to a television station that is shared on digital. Okay. It does get up the noses of so many people in media, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Both its reach and yep. its content. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I choose not to get too caught up in. The content of it. It's, I mean, it's, it's driven an agenda and that's been by design. It's starting to get a little bit uncomfortable in a modern woke society, or more than starting to get a bit uncomfortable. Things like Alan Jones, whether they renew him or not, and, mm. you know, we saw that, you know, the, the, tally, the tally were the first ones to blink on Jones and nah, I can't have that anymore. He's out of the paper. Yep. And then, you know, what will, what will Sky News do is the angst and the advertiser boycott worth the... Hmm. The agenda. It's going to get interesting. Another media story I saw during the week uh, in The Age, by written by Damien Ratcliffe, Hutchie. Uh, RS Senator Crossroads as SEN makes White Knight offer. Craig Hutchison's Sports Entertainment Network has launched another bid to take over battling radio station RSN. What's going on there? Yeah, I've abs- yeah, yeah, you haven't got enough radio product at the moment? I have absolutely nothing to say on that. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think it's well... You know, I think it's been previously reported that in years gone by we've asked the question. Yep. That wouldn't that would be a years gone by question that was asked. I have absolutely nothing. I to put say it to on. you, Archie, that you've tried again. I have absolutely nothing to say or add to that. I would put it to you. That's confirmation of you've you've it, gone again. You should not read that as confirmation or a denial or anywhere in between. Well, what is it? It's actually neither. We just keep an open mind on everything. But I don't know what. Why would you want to buy another radio station when you've already got one? And, and when I say one, you've got yeah, that would be, many. That would be a question many would ask. Well, I'm asking you right now. I have absolutely nothing to add. I'm not privy or familiar to any of the, the things that are in the column. I didn't speak to the author of it, and I have nothing to add to it. <laughs> Actually, I know you too well. When, when you start talking this rubbish, something's happening, all right? You, you, would, you would be foolish to read anything into that one way or another. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be. I'd be yep. 100% accurate to read that you are trying to buy RSN. Given you've just admitted you've tried to in the past, and and you're all about world dominance, I think it's, I think it's known that they've said that they're doing a strategic 
review of the network. Yep. I, can, I can confirm that. I've read that elsewhere. And David Barham, I believe, was central to that review? Yeah. I, it appears he was, yes. I, I don't think they've yet decided what to make or do on the back of that strategic review. So it would, I would be guessing from the from the outside, Damon. If you buy RSN, can you give us the all detail once it's official? And will you admit that on this day, August 2, Monday, that you were economical with your answers on this product? You were reading too much into things that may or may not be occurring, and I did not add to that story in any way, shape or form, nor take the call, albeit Damon was very persistent, but I didn't, I didn't even... Take the call in the end. Now you're getting too defensive. No, but I think we, our business is going to be. You've got a racing station, haven't you? Probably you, you know, used as a lot of, not used, but we'll be referencing a lot of these things along the run, and so, like one in ten of them will be true, and nine in ten of them won't. But I just don't really want to get into saying that one could be interesting and that one won't be, and that one we've been invited to the table, and that one we haven't. So best to say nothing. Yep. Hatchie, what did you make of Aaron Rodgers' return after a, a period of consideration to the Green Bay Packers, and he came back and was pretty open about uh, his considerations? And Run me through it. I'm not across the detail. I've been well, a bit sidetracked in case I, you haven't I'm probably not as across the detail as, as so I... So he's back? It was the he's best. back, yeah. He, he, the great quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Uh, he was out. He was out. Delayed his return. Was pretty the, indignant to them for a while. Yeah, very much so. Felt that he wasn't being treated with due respect on decisions being made around him and other clubs. Got his back up, basically, which, and he's always carried himself that he way. He's a bit of a toys other cock guy. He is a bit of a toys other cock guy. Uh, came back and then decided to come back and then and then explained effectively. And I, again, I probably haven't watched, watched and read everything on this topic, but the the gist of it is he, he was quite critical of his own club on the day he came back to them, having threatened to not come back to them because yep. they may have or may not have looked about around about a future without him and didn't include him. It just wouldn't happen in AFL, no, would it, That's what I'm trying to say. No, the balance of power is a little bit different, though, isn't it? It's or it's perceived to be more of a player-led league. Well, certainly NBA is NFL a little bit less than that. The the only thing he throws better than a ball to the deep end wide receiver is that he throws the toys out of the cot even better. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. can throw a toy out of the cot 50 metres and hit a wide receiver on the chest. He hit a journalist on the chest with it. But, so. But what we're going to have, though, he's going to be playing, as he always does, and he's, he's reasonably durable, even though yeah. he has had some serious injury. He'll be playing in, in week one in about 35 days' time after he's just given the, the club a bit of a, a public pull-through. At some, at some point, they'll get him, though, won't they? That, that, that doesn't fly forever. Hey, a couple, couple of things. First yep. of all, thank you to everyone who filled up our Twitter feeds with taking out the trash nominations on Friday. There was a few that took the cover of <laughs> Alistair Clarkson to release their news. Port Melbourne... Uh, release as Jesse identified on social. The non-statement on Gary is basically saying Gary isn't our coach anymore, but we can't say that definitively to you, so we'll tell you that we're doing a review and he's been informed of it. And like Basically, Port sacked Ayers. What happened there? Port have basically sacked Gary Ayers. He's still coaching the year out. And, and they announced it on the day that lost their clocks. They released it <laughs> about half an hour, I think it was. Oh, that's the, This before, might be the best of the year. Before, it's a Hawthorne's favourite son has yeah. been... See, this is so good at taking out of the trash. I didn't realise that they took out the trash at that moment. I, I was aware of Gary Ayres being removed from Port yep. Melbourne. I wasn't aware they released it in this time frame. This is it. This is genius taking out the trash. They've said, well, this is going to be a hard sell. We're getting rid of Ayres. He's been the biggest contributor to the club. Yeah. How are we going to do this? He's kept the club alive. How, how are we actually going to sell this? And then someone's gone, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> Clarkson's gone, what? How quick can we get that press release written? <laughs> at what time is his press? Oh, they reckon it'll be late afternoon. All right. Why don't we drop out about four? <laughs> and then 
hang on, this release doesn't say that he's definitively been sacked. Well, I don't know whether we need to do that now because no one's going to see it, read it, consume it or react to it. It's not going to make tomorrow's paper. People are just starting to get their head around the Gary Ayer story on Monday afternoon. What do you mean they've moved him on? It's the guy that has done everything for Port. Saved the club, didn't he? Saved the Last club. time I checked. He's been the front desk receptionist. He's been the secretary. He's, yeah. been, he's done everything. Successful. He's been out selling. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> on the hustings. And they've, uh, and they've moved him on and they've released it on the day. On the about, and they didn't even put it. They didn't even do a joint presser or anything. And he coached on the weekend. When's the next big taking out the trash moment, Hutchie, that, that you can immediately identify with right now? Is it is it is it Olympic Games closing ceremony? Closing, yeah, closing ceremony be worth yep. some thought. Yep, I think then uh, you probably look ahead to the finals. Obviously, AFL Grand Final, NRL Grand Final. Yep. Big opportunities. Big opportunities. <laughs> yep. Um, how did Peter Valandis, because we haven't spoken about him for a while, yep. how did he manage to get games of NRL played in Queensland he on the weekend? The, the AFL flew six teams out of the States yep. and had to move three matches of football out of the state. Yep. But he just kept them there. And oh, Do you, do we think that he might have uh, used the, hey, you want the grand final? You, you want the grand final, do you? No doubt about that. They had the... They had the they had to hustle on... On Saturday morning, there was no competitive sport being he, played. That, he, that's what the Queensland he, health officials said. He looked very calm during the day you know, on the biosecurity measures they were putting in place. He, he is the great hustler of all time. What about him last year when when the world was completely shut down in, in Melbourne, yep. or in Australia, basically, but there was a nine to ten week hiatus of, of no football at all. I mean, th- think about that. And we sort of do forget sometimes with what we've been through with COVID, there was nothing going on for that period of time. Everybody just nominated this date, wasn't it? He just nominated it. Was it May 19 rings a bell or something like that? May 11. May 11. He, he just nominated this date out of nowhere. Yeah. And everyone said, you can't do it. He said, watch me. I think he's got... <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. He's got three things, three things going for him. And, he, and he, guess what he did? He's got incredible political influence. Yep. Incredible political influence, number yep. one. Number two, he's a hustler. Can make things happen in short periods of time. Like like most people at that level, yep. are not as good with the sleeves rolled up. He's a hustler, and, and he scares people. Like I reckon, if, you, if you've got his number in number your phone two. and you see yep. you see the name come up, you think, oh, what, I, what would he want? And I reckon he's going to take it. I reckon his experience with the equine flu was enormous. Like he he, he understood, he'd been through a, a mini horse version of a you know. Was he there then? Was he? Yeah, he lived it, understood how to re, resubmit and how to deal with health and you know like all all those. All the kind of cues that many people would miss, I reckon he was he's very good at, yep. you know, what's the show need here and how, how do we make this? But the, the, the Straight way... away on Saturday when he moved into stricter, you know, biosecurity and like he, he just, he reads that language so well. Yeah. It's it's a, such a contrast to the way the AFL does business, isn't it? Which has been equally yeah, but successful I, I think, in navigating its the, way through. The AFL are not under his... Where else could he go? Pete, I had, his options were limited. Very. He had to double down and find a way. The AFL have, have options everywhere, so they they got more states they play in. They've got they had yeah. a day up their sleeve. I think both sports did. Let me ask you this question: I want you to answer this in one word, one word. If you are chairman, Pro- provided you answer your own question in one word, I'll, I'll answer it. Yep. If you are chairman of the NRL and AFL commissions today, yep, you've got to choose as of today. Yep. In one word, the city you are playing the AFL and NRL grand final, and you've got to make a decision by five o'clock today. And hang on, but on both codes play their, their game in the same city? No, no, no. no just pick each. So oh. NRL, where you're playing? Oh, NRL, Queensland. Brisbane. Sorry, Brisbane, yeah. Suncorp. AFL. MCG. Yep. Yep. You? NRL, Auckland. Auckland? No brainer, Auckland. You can sell tickets tomorrow. You can actually trade in Auckland tomorrow. You can. All they got to do is work out how to get the players in and out. 
which will which should be okay. Reasonably by large problem, I would have thought. No, but I think you'd be, be able to hammer that out at government level. You're only saying this because you've got a business investment over in New Zealand. Don't worry. Andrew Voss suggested this this morning on oh, well, SEN Breakfast in Sydney. To, to my point, yep. I think it's a great idea because nowhere, where, put this way, where else in the two countries tomorrow could you open up Ticket Tech and confidently sell a ticket to the NRL Grand Final? Archie, where? Can I just remind you, unless I'm wrong on this, Australians can't get to New Zealand right now. Don't need them to. You'll get 50,000 or 40. How many is, how many is a stadium? Well, 30,000, Mount Smart. You'll get. You'll fill it with. Well, well, you, no, you need to get two sets of teams in yeah. there. Yeah, getting 100 people in Re- there. Reasonably, reasonably large requirement to host the grand final. Actually, you get the two teams that are in the grand final. That'll be easily chiselled out at the government level. You don't need to get Australian civilians in. So I'm saying Auckland. Is there going to be a uh, quarantine Corridor there, as they call it these days. Another phrase we've all picked I up. I think eight weeks was the period they gave, which eight weeks ends around mid-September. AFL was. What do you? Perth. But Perth's no brainer. That's that's the that's the city that at, at, at two and a half hours' notice just took crowd out of. I think it was a showdown, wasn't it? Can, uh, sorry, a, a derby or, or a, a, an equally yeah. big game against I, a big club. I understand that, that view, but it is. He doesn't care, Mark McGowan Hutchie. It is the least the premier. It, it's the least risky place in the country right now to play footy. And both NRL and AFL have one other thing that you're missing at stake here. Last year, they all ate checks, right? They all went, we're in the middle of the pandemic. We've just got to finish the season. It'll be what it is. Revenue is massive this year. It's a, It's been... It's been eroded, though. Ah, the AFL's draining five yeah. million bucks a week for at least the past six I, or seven. I know. It's even... That's mo- a lot of money, Archie, in any, in any yeah, period of time. Yeah. Oh, you're actually in wild agreement with me. You just haven't let me finish the sentence. It's the reason why they need to play in front of maximum crowds on grand final day. They need to maximise checks in both codes more than they ever have before. Perth gives you the best chance of maximising check. 60,000 clean stadium, no MCC in Perth. On a good day, you can make that wash the G's 100. <laughs> and, then you'll, and then you throw in premium and yield on that. <laughs> the, that'll be the hottest ticket and there's a mining boom going on. You don't reckon those corporate tickets in, in Perth will be off the Richter Cup? Here uh, we go. The corporate ticket. This is what it's all about. I'm telling you, Perth is the best place to maximise revenue. And then Auckland, as a one-off NRL event, mm. where they haven't had any content for 18 months, massive opportunity for the NRL. So well, that, that would be – I would have Perth $1.90 at the moment with Mel, with the MCG as equal favourites. And I'd have Auckland probably second link behind $1.90 each of two. $1.90 each of two. And I'd have Brisbane narrowly favouring ahead of Auckland. In Sydney. Okay. The fact you've got vested interest in both those uh, suggestions. I've got an office you? in everywhere. Damo, no, no dog in fight that's any oh. more or less than the other. I'm just telling you. No, you, you, your biggest dog and best dog is in Auckland and Perth, clearly. I don't that's agree it. with that. I do. You're, you've got an office on the stadium. You've actually got an office in the stadium. We've got an office the, the in Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, Mount Gambier. You've got, you got an office at Optus Stadium last time I, I checked, Hachi. What doesn't it... What, what does that entitle you to? Like a, a bathroom in the building? <laughs> it's not, not a ticket in the in the ground. I just want the AFL and NRL Grand Finals to be played in front of fans because those codes and yeah. the people that play in them and the industries need yeah. that. Need that. I agree with that part of it. I do agree with that. Part I reckon of it. The over and under on the G's got to be the same size as the crowd. So if the AFL in Melbourne can't get to fifty or sixty percent, it's got to go. Yeah, I would argue that it's got to be more than. More than 50% as, a, as the absolute bear cutoff. Question of the week time. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise.
Going to go with Matt Issel on Facebook, Archie, because this is a question that I found myself uh, getting my head around during the week uh, through other reasons. What are your thoughts on sports such as 3 by 3 basketball and breakdancing finding their way into the Olympic roster? What is the point in doing so? Is there genuine interest in these sports around the world? Matt, I reckon that's a fantastic question. The 3 by 3 basketball thing, my youngest son said, what's happening with the 3 by 3 basketball? So I don't know what you're talking about. And he said it's Olympic medal. How did this become an Olympic medal, 3 by 3 basketball? Seriously, Hutchie? I'm not sure what's the answer. What? Three, three by three basketball. I think the overall basketball has been magnificent. It has. It, it, it always is. Being a basketball guy, I'm obviously a little, a little conflicted here. And I do think three. it's good for the sport. Three, three by three? You're getting a, a medal for three by three basketball now. But the uh, a couple of the others were a little bit dubious, weren't they? Which others? Breakdancing. Breakdancing. Uh, yeah. Even golf. I, I've... Get rid of golf. Get rid of tennis. Like things that have got... Yep. Big checks attached to them on a normal day. Do we really need another version? It's like another version of their tournament. Like it's not a unique mm. thing, really. No, and and clearly they th- those two tournaments were were eroded by the lack of yeah. the, the really big names in them for, for a variety of reasons. I don't love the under twenty threes in the necessarily in the football either. By the way, it's a version of the sport. Like you know, I like the pure sports mm. where it's the absolute best of it. Yeah, it's been some great soccer played, by the way. And the, the, the BMX I, has been a good addition. I again, it's not my demographic, actually, yeah. but the that. That's legit. That's I'm glad that's in there. Yeah, that's, oh, it's been spectacular. What pitches wise, isn't it? Yeah, it has been. All right, that's uh, the question of the week on the sounding board for drink wise. And if you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow, and to send a question to the boys, email the Sounding Board at sen.com.au. Follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP, and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.